Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 19 of the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the McFarland Spartans, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the Deerfield Demons. I'm Peter Lindblad. I cover the Wanakee Warriors, the DeForest Norskis, the Poinette Pumas, and the Lodi Blue Devils. And I'm Ryan Gregory. I have Sun Prairie East and West as well as Marshall and Waterloo. Well, well happy early New Year, boys, and, you know, happy holidays, and hope everything went well for you guys. Ryan, you know, <laughs> God bless that you're back here time with your travel woes. Not not even flying. Like, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've had oh. family members that have uh, unfortunately ran into the issue right now with that company that we will not speak of right now. <laughs> uh, but, Ryan, you had a little bit of travel difficulties getting you to your destination in Indiana because, uh, yeah, a huge snowstorm decided to wreak havoc on everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I had my, um, my back here Christmas with my girlfriend on Wednesday night. So I couldn't leave until Thursday morning, which meant that I was driving through the brunt of that blizzard last week. And uh, five and a half hours turned into eight pretty quick as soon as the sun went down. Uh, that snow started drifting, and I was essentially blazing my own trail through most of northern Indiana. So it was terrifying, but my 2007 mm-hmm. Saturn got me there. <laughs> you should have had a GoPro camera on your head or something so that we could have watched. As long as there was no audio, because there was, there was some colorful <laughs> language as I tried to survive the, the occasional drifts. White, Why did I go on this drive? Yeah, white it's knuckle. all self-loathing. <laughs> white knuckle ride the entire time. Oh, yeah. I needed about an hour and a half just to de- de- decompress enough to talk to my parents when I got home. Oh, man. I, uh, so I my dad worked down in Indiana, because I think you and my dad actually worked at the same General Motors plant. I think we talked about yep. it. No one. kidding? Yeah, yep. small, very wow. small world. Small world. And he w- always would complain like profusely that in like winter seasons that Indiana does a terrible job of plowing. And so uh. as a southern Wisconsin sports cast, we could totally – Rip. I have no problem yep. like ripping on Indiana snow punk. I've never seen it in person, but my dad would always say like they just plow like right down the middle of the road and like that's oh. it. Whereas like yeah. Wisconsin does a very fine job. Like there are moments where you're always like, oh, the roads like you know are terrible, but then it's like God bless the snowplow drivers of Wisconsin. In Indiana, it's less about um, so they they plow the cities very well. Like as far as like getting from like neighborhood to neighborhood is very easy. But on the highways, they're like. Well, you shouldn't be out anyway, yeah. so we're not going to plow it that well. You're on your own, son. Yeah, which isn't very helpful <laughs> for when you just need to be on the highway, anyways. <laughs> so, uh, well, my condolences on that, but glad you were able to make it up because yep, it's very important. Because the topic we're going to discuss today, uh, we're just going to kind of go through and pick a team of the year for each of our schools for uh, the male and uh, female sports that they went through, and so. God, if you wouldn't have been able to make it back here, I don't know what I would have done for Sun Prairie. I feel like I would have ruffled some feathers in the Sun Prairie community because uh, yeah. I've just been like, I don't know, football seemed like they did really good. I'm sure I'll still ruffle some feathers because everyone's going to be like, oh, I should have been the team of the year. Well, yeah, so if anyone uh, – so basically what I decided to do with this being the end of the year, I thought – and as we're all working on our – year in review stuff i don't know if you guys still have to work on your if you finish my last one today i have one more to write oh. one more. <laughs> i have i have monona and cottage grove left and i don't and it's tough because i just want to be like god i want to be done with this but that's also <laughs> like i don't want to disappoint the fine folk of monona and cottage grove but <laughs> oh that's so hard because you feel like you're gonna leave somebody out i almost left one unbelievably terrible one out but i remembered it the last minute so i almost completely (laughs) forgot about jefferson cambridge girls swim and then i like was looking back and i was like oh god i did not write anything about him they did so good at state two i was like get all this stuff in and Mm -hmm. 
set it off so oh. it's i gotta churn through i'm a little bit like almost halfway through right now with monona so yeah. I, I my thing of how i'm breaking it down is like all right just get to like the end of the spring sports season and then it's like basically we're halfway through because yeah. you know yep. june and july and august kind of go through fast and then we plow through from there but yeah see but yeah when we were going through our doing our year in review stuff i was looking back on all the fun stuff that happened throughout the year for our communities and i was like you want to know what it would be nice to kind of do an in-depth dive in for like some of the teams that we've covered and you know obviously we started this podcast up in august so some of these teams we weren't able to talk about so if you're right. brand new to oh, the yeah. sports cast you probably have no idea what happened in spring and summer mm-hmm. so it'll be nice to get into it so peter i guess you know what were kind of your standouts well, uh, for DeForest, I'm going to go boys golf uh, with the Fab Five, as they became known as. Mm. Uh, they were uh, an all-freshman lineup. Uh, the Norskis used to qualify for the uh, state ter- uh, state meet as a team, which is the first time that's ever happened. There was, n- a, a, according to research done by Rob Hernandez, who's Mr. Golf, basically, mm-hmm. in the state, um, <laughs> turned up that I, there hadn't been a team that had had over three freshmen that wow. had ever made it. And so they had all five, um, and they won the sectional title at, at Oregon, uh, you know, in a pressure-packed environment with Lincoln Hotman uh, becoming the uh, medalist. Um, they also had Dawson Dragney, uh, Cam uh, Gonanen, I believe is how you pronounce it, and Caden Zinkle, and Dylan uh, Bilderback. Um, so all five freshmen, I mean, talk about a bright future they yeah, have. No um, they went to uh, Black Wolf Run, uh, quitted themselves well, uh, shot a two-day total of 690. Um, the weather was a challenge on day one. Uh, they shot 350, and they trimmed uh, 10 shots off the next day. Um, for uh, the DeForest girls, we're going to go with uh, girls track and field. Um, Anna, oh God, this name uh, really <laughs> gives me uh, a headache. Uh, but I think her name is Zapiniak. I think. Sounds good to me. Uh, she set a new school record in the triple jump, uh, going 39, uh, a little over 39 feet. Uh, she took second in the 300 hurdles, which she had won the year before at state. Um, and she also placed fourth in the 100 hurdles, uh, besting her 2000 or uh, 2021 performance. Um, so uh, as a team, the Norskis took sixth, uh, best showing uh, in school history um, for them. So, um, you know, I think those uh, for DeForest, those were probably the two teams I had. Um, but I also like to give a special mention, though, to Rylan Oberg, who set the uh, school's uh, girls soccer scoring record as a sophomore wow. so uh, and she's a three sports star she's a state qualifier in cross country and also a all conference basketball player um, so really helping them out to a I believe they're under or no I think they've I can't remember if they're undefeated but they're off to a good start this season um, and then uh, going over to Wanakee, I'm going to go with some individuals, although uh, the Wanakee girls golf team uh, qualified for state as a team. Really, the big story was Izzy Stricker mm-hmm. uh, winning the state uh, title, uh, first Wanakee girl to ever do it. Um, she had a, an amazing uh, tournament, uh, came from four strokes down uh, after day one to uh, you know, leapfrog two other players. Um, and of course, her dad is a professional golfer, Steve Stricker. So there's some good bloodlines there. Right. <laughs> uh, but what a year for Izzy Stricker and uh, you know her teammate Jordan Shipshock. Shipshock. Uh, uh, they they combined to really lead that team. But they were a solid team all year long. 
Um, and for my male athlete of the year from Wanakee, I mean, you, you could talk about the football team. Of course, they had an amazing year, well, you know, longest winning streak in the state. Um, moved up to uh, D1 for the playoffs uh, and had their uh, kind of run to state uh, snapped. Um, but they were ranked, uh, D, you know, top team in Division Two all season. But really, probably the male athlete of the year for uh, Wanakee would probably be Andrew Regner, uh, the track athlete. Um, he was named the uh, 2000. 2021-22 Gatorade uh, Wisconsin Boys Track Athlete of the Year. Um, won the uh, state uh, title in the 400-meter run. Um, and he he was also in, uh, took fourth in the triple jump and also finished fifth in the 300 intermediate hurdles, which I believe he had just tried out this year. So, um, you know, and, and he, he's had a, a really amazing offseason, too. Uh, he helped the, the Warrior Boys finish fifth as a, as a team, um, but he wasn't finished. Uh, over the summer, he later took second at the Nike Outdoor Nationals uh, in the 400 to earn All-American status. Um, so uh, going to the smaller schools, Poinette, obviously the big story, the girls' softball team uh, winning the state title, their sixth state title. Um, you know, amazing year for Holly Lowenberg, uh, the pitcher. She threw uh, no hitter. Um, she also had a game-winning home run, I believe, to beat Cambridge in the uh, uh, sectional semifinals, I believe. Uh, she also, against uh, uh, Luther Prep, she struck out 18 uh, in throwing a one-hitter. So, I mean, she had an incredible year. She definitely led the team. Um, but they, they really – that was a team that really kind of came together as the year went on and started hitting the ball well and, and playing, you know, well in all areas. Um, for the boys, uh, for Poinette, uh, I will go to wrestling. Cash Stewart um, in the finals at state wrestling at 160 pounds. He was looking for a state uh, – second state title. Uh, lost 5-4 to four to a four-time state uh, champion in uh, Cole. Marco from St. Croix Falls, I believe. He ended his senior season 42 and 2, a uh, career mark of 135 and 7. And he's gonna he's wrestling now at Cal Poly. So um yeah, he's he's off to uh, you know great things uh, um, in his career. For Lodi, we're gonna go with uh, boys basketball. Um Brady Ring uh, led that team. He was a WBCA um, all-state honorable mention, Capital North Player of the Year. Um, that the Blue Devils want to share the Capital North Conference title, finishing 17 and 8 overall. Um, had to replace that uh, whole starting five though coming into this season. So, uh, but they're off to a, a decent start. So um, they're making up. Uh, as for the girls, uh, really, probably the most interesting story of the year. They won a regional title, but uh, not without controversy. Uh, they went to penalty kicks against Aquinas. Um, but there was a referee error that led to an Aquinas protest. And so they finished the game three days later with uh, Grayson, Grayson Schmidt uh, getting the penalty kick game winner. Uh, and Coach Joe Burkholz uh, called it the most expensive penalty kick ever as they had to go to, uh, they had to, go to Richland Center uh, three days later as kind of like a, you know, that meeting point uh, in the middle where both teams could make it. So um, that was kind of a fascinating <laughs> story that's for so the year. So. so I got a question for that because that's mm -hmm. just nuts, one in general. But also, yeah. did they, like, were fans, like, able to, like, go? And, like, how did, like, that game just work out? You know, I'm, I'm not sure because I, I, I didn't go to it. But I, I think, if I'm not mistaken – they just went there so that Grayson Schmidt could take the kick. 
because I think they were tied four to four or something like that. Incredible. So they just needed the one kick. So they basically went up there for one <laughs> kick, and then it was done. Do, so, you, uh, do you remember what like the referee error was? I can't. I if, wish I could remember what it was, uh, but I can't remember. That yeah. must have been a doozy. Yeah, that's just, crazy. Well, that's just like nuts because it's like, could you imagine like being like the goalkeeper or something like that? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you got spend the whole day, and then it's like, all right, I literally have to save this one <laughs> yeah. penalty kick. Yeah, right. It just it's such a mental like a shootout is such a mental like aspect for it as well too, and just yeah, oh, that that's insane. I'm see this is why I'm glad we're doing the year in because it's like yeah. I never heard anything about that, and then it's like wow, that's yeah. insane, crazy, uh, yeah, absolutely. So you kind of brought up a little bit of like reminders for mine. You mentioned boys golf and uh, softball, so. I got a touch, you know, for Cambridge at least. So my uh, female uh, team of the year for Cambridge was the uh, softball team. They won their first ever regional uh, in school history. They played a barn burner of a game against Lakeside Lutheran. Taylor Stencliffe, uh, I believe, threw out the potential game-tying run at the plate uh, to advance them to the regional final where they faced Broadhead and a tough pitcher there in McKenna Young. But the Cambridge Blue Jays were able to, you know, squeak across a couple runs and Emma Nottestead uh did her thing on the mound and so the girls were able to win their first ever uh regional title so yeah Emma Nottestead had a great year on the mound uh or in the circle I should say for the Blue Jays and uh coach Dean Freeland always would mention like you know like she keeps us in every single game and also offensively they were led by uh Sevilla Freeland who uh as a sophomore uh entering her junior year this year was able to commit to Southern Illinois uh University for softball she was uh, an all-state player, uh, led the team in a bunch of categories, first-team all-conference. And then also, too, they got some strong uh, performances. So Nottestead was also a conference uh, uh, first-teamer. And then also, too, uh, Adriana Keeler, uh, Hannah Larson. I feel like I'm going to forget someone, and I feel bad if I do. Let's see here. Larson, <laughs> uh, Stancliffe, I want to say. Uh Kayla Roy was uh, all-conference as well, too, as a catcher. Uh, but just strong year for the Blue Jays as well, too. They got hot at the right time. And also getting hot at the right time was the boys' golf team as well, too. They uh, came on strong, rallied to win their uh, conference title. They were a couple strokes down entering uh, the back nine, I believe it was. And they were able to put together some really nice swings and chop down those scores. So they won conference, and then they won their Division three sectional as well, too. And then they were second in state for Division Three at Kohler, so on that Monday and Tuesday. And, yes, like you said, weather was not fun because I was out there <laughs> slogging my way through that golf course, and it was very rainy and not very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they put together strong performances throughout the year. Nick Buckman and Kean uh, Bistol Flores were, like, one and two, basically. Like, those guys would always seem to trade off who would win medalist honors. Uh, after each year and then also to Cade Nottestead, Max Heth and uh, Matt Buckman also as well to put together some strong performances at three four and five to help the Blue Jays throughout the season so that's what I got for Cambridge but I want to toss it over to Ryan and kind of see what he's got for some of his schools uh, you know kind of sticking with the softball theme uh, we'll, we'll go touch on Waterloo softball because you know what a what a fantastic year for them under under coach Deb Bratz for them to go undefeated in the Capital South and take home that uh, that that title there, just um, a, a team with very few flaws is the best way to put it. Like one through nine could hit the ball. Grace Marty and Sophia Schneider were a pretty deadly one-two combo on the in the circle. And, you know, Michaela Reggie comes home with Player of the Year in the conference overall. 
and just kind of like an undeniable uh, success of a season outside of you know where they were seated in the state tournament. There's no reason that Waterloo should have been a number three seed in uh, Division Four. And they had to go up against a very good number two seed Horicon team way too early in the tournament, and so they only get one win in the in the in the uh, WIA state tournament. So, uh, you know, it it, it kind of diminishes the, the the returns of that season because I think I thought they deserved more of a more of a run and more respect as far as seeding goes. But it's it's certainly the team of the year on the girls' side for Waterloo because they were just dominant. May not even be a good enough word for it. Like teams were hardly ever in the game with them when they were playing Capital South. Uh, teams like even out of conference like their first um their first WIA tournament game was against Randolph you know Randolph is one of the better smaller schools when it comes to athletics and they wiped them off the off the field they were done in three innings so um major shout out to Waterloo softball and then sticking with Waterloo we'll talk about the wrestling team you know three times they've won the Capital South in a row uh obviously excluding 20 uh, 2020 when uh they, they didn't have wrestling meets for obvious reasons but um yeah, very tough to social distance on a wrestling match. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, specifically last year was so impressive for them because uh, Trevor Ferrari was kind of their ace in the hole. He was a state qualifier as a freshman and misses almost a, or misses the postseason with a shoulder injury. And so you're like, okay, well, Waterloo will do what they can, I'm sure. But they, they advance as a team out of regionals because of guys like Jacob Soder, Ryan Sturgill, Ian Spoke kind of uh, picking up the slack. And Ryan, Ryan Sturgill with a – regional championship and Soder and spoke with uh, second place finishes Soder came you know a match away from making it to the state finals you know while the Pirates didn't have any state qualifiers all the names that I mentioned are back this year most of them being juniors so if, if anything last year was a, was a success and it sets the stage for more coming up soon so the Waterloo wrestling team definitely gets the the boys nod and you know and also to throw one back to the girls side Cassandra Valle was a fourth place finisher at girls wrestling state so you know that that's a bit of a double whammy but more so uh the guys on that wrestling team uh get that one and bring it back for waterloo do you want me to keep going with the small schools or do you want to bounce it back to you for a little bit uh i'll bounce it back and i'll uh hit up deerfield for my other small school as well too so i'll touch on for the girls side i'll touch on the cross country team so deerfield cambridge is obviously a co-op for cross country uh but both runners or actually all three runners from the program uh one male two females were all from deerfield uh but for the girls side uh just strong year uh mainly from emmy drawback and uh mckenna uh mckell i believe is how it's the last name is pronounced not entirely sure but uh drawback just had a couple of strong years broke the school record at the uh uh cam rock run over in uh their cambridge run that they do and she just had a couple of uh, really nice runs. I believe also won the Waddle Invitational as well, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just broke school. Whenever you break, like, school conference or a school record, like, you know, that's kind of one where it's like you have to tip the cap to. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Deerfield's one of the schools where it's like they just, you know, everyone's a three-sport athlete and everyone's, you know, yeah. solid and everything. But, yep. the, you know, maybe it's just recency bias. But I just thought, you know, throwback also meddling at state and then also, too, you know, uh, McKenna also qualifying as well too to get two of them up there uh, was a pretty solid feat but then also too for their baseball team as well too a strong year as well too they won regionals they won conference so like conference really wasn't much of a challenge for them they kind of rolled through the trailways conference uh, and then also to six all-conference selections on the uh, trailways all-conference team so they got to regionals uh, gave Cuba City a good run for their money in the uh, sectional semifinal 
Uh, but they fell short. But a lot of those guys are going to be back uh, this year. Like you know, you kind of mentioned with the Waterloo wrestling team. Like they only lose, they only lost two seniors from that roster, and uh, you know, but the majority of their production come back as well too. So Cal Fisher was uh, you know Trailways All Conference Player of the Year in an All State selection, and so he was just really solid for them. But also too, Adam Seuss was an excellent pitcher for them as well too, and also got some strong production. Uh, from you know Jackson Drollback, Tommy Lease, uh, you know all around, just an all round solid team like strong pitching, strong defensively, strong hitting. So they're going to be really fun to watch uh, next year. And so Ryan, I'm going to toss it back to you and just uh, want to hear about Marshall. Yeah, you know with Marshall, it's hard to pick one for them because this the 2022 has been so good to them. They won a regional in baseball. You know in football they won the they won their conference undefeated once again. But how can you not talk about that boys basketball team from last year? Made the run all the way to the Cole Center for the state semifinals. Uh, you know, that team, that was a team of destiny because that I think they had 11 or 12 seniors on the team. It was insane just the, the depth of experienced players that they had that had grown up together, had that chemistry. And it was so easy to see on the court, but it didn't translate into Capital South play. And they finished third, not even, you would think mm-hmm. first, not even second, but they finished third behind Belleville and uh, New Glarus. And kind of like a, a, another trope that we've talked about today, getting hot at the right time. Marshall just ex- exploded in the WIA State Tournament. Mm-hmm. They, get, they get a revenge win over New Glarus along the way, I believe, for a regional title. And, you know, just storming their way all the way through. Craig Ward picks up his second straight All-State nod. Uh, guys like Cole Dennis and Reed Trushinsky. Reed um, Mike Lutz, um, all, all the major contributors like that. It's uh, top to bottom, just a f- really fun team to watch. A lot of good kids on that team that I always enjoyed talking to. And, you know, and, and seeing, like, Coach Dennison coach, coaching his son and the kids that he, his son grew up with all the way to the Cole Center was just a really cool thing to watch, and it was a, a great story for Marshall. And then, you know, sticking on the hardwood, you got to talk about the, the Marshall girls team. You know, that's such a program with such prestige. Marshall girls basketball is one of the best in the area when it comes to smaller schools, but that was uh, not the case early in 2021. They were off to a rough start. They were battling a lot of graduation, and things just really weren't sticking yet with a really young roster. At the turn of the new year, they win eight of their next nine and end up, you know, at a respectable spot in the Capital South Conference because things just wouldn't have felt right if they'd they'd finished, like, bottom two in there. That's just not a Marshall girls basketball thing. So it's uh, not necessarily as triumphant as some of the other things were, but just that, you know, the girls saved face. They kind of, like, remembered who they were. Allie Ritaiki was insane in, in the after the turn of the year in the 2022. Just, she was good for at least 20 points a night, just kind of leading that team, saying, you know, we're not going to be a losing team. And they finished over 500, which was not looking real promising as of, like, December of 2021. So just uh, – a cool story for them to get their wheels back underneath them and finish strong. I think I'm going to have to start referring to Marshall as like Sun Prairie Mini or Sun Prairie Junior because it's like a lot of things. <laughs> they where, win all the time. And like, and also like Sun Prairie dominant in football. Marshall's dominant in football. Sun mm-hmm. Prairie baseball, Marshall baseball, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. basketball. Like that, it's the same sport. Like they're good at it. It's just kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to briefly mention uh, for McFarland, uh, the girls' soccer team was the uh, – uh, 
went they went to state again and they rolled through Rock Valley Conference. They won the conference title, uh, won the re, uh, sectional title with a one nothing win over Madison Edgewood. Uh, Greta Blau with the lone goal and that's on the Spartans to state. They unfortunately lost in a tough uh, penalty kick shootout uh, to Notre Dame. Uh, so that was a tough way for the Spartans to end the year, but they were just very dominant. Grace Bruchel, uh led the charge with over 40 goals, I believe it was, on the season. Uh, had Jeez. scored a season-high four against Arrowhead. So oh, not only, like, you know, they were strong <laughs> against the Rock Valley, but also, like, they showed up against tougher non-conference play as well, too. So, yeah, Bruchel was an all-state selection as well, too. And just, you know, uh, Coach DJ, uh, TJ DiPrizio, has got, like, you know, just uh, a good, like, culture over in McFarland where they are just constantly solid in soccer. And expect them to be good again this year. But, you know, I think it was six uh, – they had six seniors uh, that will gradu- that graduated from that team, but uh, definitely left their mark. You know, they were a part of the team that won the championship in the 2021 season. And, you know, they rolled through this year and had a fun season to cover. But then also, too, for the boys' cross-country team for McFarland, uh, just – they were able to qualify for state. They won their sectional. They won the Platteville Invitational. Uh, Spencer Alf and Isaac Ewing led the charge there for the boys' team. Spencer Alf broke the uh, conference uh, record at the conference meet. Uh, so, yeah, he's really turned into a strong runner. But also, too, you know, Isaac Ewing had some strong performances. And they uh, overperformed that state. I think they were ranked, like, 15th going in. And uh, I believe it was 7th in Division Two that they got. And so they uh, were overperformed. Not, I wouldn't want to say overperformed, but uh, the coaches were really happy with the performance. So just strong year from them. And, yeah, all those guys are going to return next year as well, too. So I'm really looking forward to cross-country team next year. So, Ryan, I got to ask you about Sun Prairie because it, it's interesting to find out who you picked uh, for with how good a teams they are. Yeah, I, I doubled down on the boys' side just because uh, baseball and boys' basketball lost a couple of legends. I say that like they died. Jeez. <laughs> Um, had had two legendary coaches retire with Rob Hamilton in baseball and Jeff Booz in basketball. Uh, and the kids really rallied behind them and put together some awesome seasons. Like, the boys' basketball team wasn't supposed to be anything sp- stellar last year. And they win a regional and they, you know, upset La Follette to get all the way to the sectional championship. Which was such a fun game to cover. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I picked that one to cover. <laughs> and then um, the baseball team. Uh, just gets insanely hot in May and wins 16 straight games and wins the big the big eight and gets you want a key yeah, yeah upset want a key yeah. in, the, uh, yeah. in the tournament and got yeah. all the way back to the state title or not the state title but the state right. tournament and so uh, it just very cool to see those guys kind of get rally the troops and go out on a high note both of them and then you know <clears> the <throat> team that was most dominant at Sun Prairie in 2022 was the softball team. It was death, taxes, and the, the Cardinals oh. winning whenever they step on the diamond. Uh, 22-0 and 0 in the regular season, undefeated Big Jeez. 8 championship, regional champs, sectional champs. But, uh, you know, two dynasties crossed with uh, what's going on over at Kakana right now. That team is insanely loaded, and they beat them in the state title 11-3. to uh, So Sun Prairie comes up just a little bit short but of a state title, but what an insane season. I mean, Jamie Olson, state coach of the year, uh, two first-team All-State players, three second-team All-State players, an honorable mention All-State player. All nine starters end up on some level of the all-conference team for the Big Eight. And, you know, a a good number of those players are back this year. But, but, you know, it's split now. So We'll have Uh, to uh, see how that lies. Yeah, unfortunate to see uh, that that they won't all be playing together anymore. But, you know, what an insane run. I mean, they spent eight weeks at number two in the state rankings and 
no one could touch them it, uh, up until the final game of the season. So just absolute dominance out of Sun Prairie softball. Yeah, so uh, Monona Grove softball also ran into Sun Prairie, but that's actually my team of the year for Monona Grove on the girls' side. They won the region. Yeah, they won the regional, and, you know, uh, strong play in the Badger Conference because uh, Milton also went to state. And also, to Beaver Dam ended up winning conference. But uh, Carly McKenzie threw three no-hitters uh, this season. And Jeez. so they had three players get All-State. Harper Mayfield, first team. Paige Hanson, second team. Uh, McKenzie, honorable mention. Uh, so just really strong team. You know, like 2021, they started off hot, but then kind of fizzled out. Uh, but this year, they started off hot, and they continued on that trend because a lot of them came back and realized, like, we got to stick it out throughout the year. And so... You know they were a very fun team to watch and you know uh i think emily had uh she had to battle some injuries but she was a uh, all-state last year and uh but this year in the game she was healthy put on very strong performances i think she had eight rbis against baraboo i believe it was <laughs> i'll have to go back and look when i'm doing uh year in review for the silver eagles but for my boys team uh for them i'm gonna have to go with uh, the swim team uh, they're 18th at the Division One state meet. Uh, Cameron Tejada won the 100-yard butterfly at sectionals. Um, it's a very tough sectional with Verona, Sun Prairie before the split and everything in there. Um, so the team was sixth there. And then also uh, they were undefeated in conference, one conference, uh, uh, the conference meet. And also, too, they nearly broke uh, the school record in one of the events. I believe it was the 4 by 400 They came just short, unfortunately, but... Uh, for the pool record, at least at uh, Monona Grove, but just a strong team. Peter, do you have anything briefly you want to add? We are running short on time, but I'm I had just going to say, uh, Wanakee girls soccer had an amazing year. Got to the state sectional, uh, state semifinals. Uh, lost to Divine Savior Holy Angels. Shut out twenty of twenty-five games. Uh, great defensive team this year. So All I wanted right. to mention it. Yeah, good to mention that. Oh, glad we got everyone in. Uh, for my colleagues, <laughs> Ryan and Peter, uh, my name's Callahan. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.